0: His knowledge was deep, his thought was subtle, and his hands marvellously skilled, and he had a power over the minds of others. The wise he could not persuade, and the smaller folk he could not daunt. That power he certainly still keeps. There are not many in Middle-earth that I should say were safe if they were left alone to talk with him, even now when he has suffered a defeat. Gandalf, Elrond and Galadriel perhaps now that his wickedness has been laid bare, but very few others. The ants are safe, said Pippin. He seems at one time to have got round them, but never again, and anyway he did not understand them, and he made the great mistake of leaving them out of his calculations. He had no plan for them, and there was no time to make any, once they had set to work. As soon as our attack began, the few remaining rats in Isengard started bolting through every hole that the Ents made. The Ents let the men go after they had questioned them, two or three dozen only down at this end. I don't think many Orc folk of any size escaped, not from the Huons. There was a wood full of them all around Isengard at that time, as well as those that had gone down the valley. When the Ents had reduced a large part of the southern walls to rubbish, and what was left of his people had bolted and deserted him, Saruman fled in panic. He seems to have been at the gates when we arrived. I expect he came to watch his splendid army march out. When the Ents broke their way in, he left in a hurry. They did not spot him at first, but the night had opened out and there was a great light of stars, quite enough for Ents to see by, and suddenly Quickbeam gave a cry. The tree killer, the tree killer. Quickbeam is a gentle creature, but he hates Saruman all the more fiercely for that. His people suffered cruelly from orc actors. He leapt down the path from the inner gate, and he can move like a wind when he is roused. There was a pale figure hurrying away in and out of the shadows of the pillars, and it had nearly reached the stairs to the tower door. But it was a near thing. Quickbeam was so hot after him he was within a step or two of being caught and strangled when he slipped in through the door. When Saruman was safe back in Orthanc, it was not long before he set some of his precious machinery to work. By that time there were many Ents inside Isengard, some had followed Quickbeam and others had burst in from the north and east. They were roaming about doing a great deal of damage. Suddenly up came fires and foul fumes. The vents and shafts all over the plain began to spout and belch. Several of the ents got scorched and blistered. One of them, Beechbone I think he was called, a very tall handsome ent, got caught in a spray of some liquid fire and burned like a torch. A horrible sight. That sent them mad. I thought that they had been really roused before but I was wrong. I saw what it was like at last. It was staggering. They roared and boomed and trumpeted until stones began to crack full at the mere noise of them. Mary and I lay on the ground and stuffed our cloaks into our ears. Round and round the Rock of Arthank the Ents went striding and storming like a howling gale, breaking pillars, hurling avalanches of boulders down the shafts, tossing up huge slabs of stone into the air-like leaves. The tower is in the middle of a spinning whirlwind. I saw iron posts and blocks of masonry go rocketing up hundreds of feet and smash against the windows of Orthanc. But Treebeard kept his head. He had not had any burns luckily. He did not want his folk to hurt themselves in their fury, and he did not want Saruman to escape out of some hole in the confusion. Many of the ants were hurling themselves against the Orthanc rock, but that defeated them. It was very smooth and hard. Some wizardry is in it, perhaps, older and stronger than Saruman's. Anyway, they could not get a grip on it or make a crack in it, and they were bruising and wounding themselves against it. So Treebeard went out into the ring and shouted. His enormous voice rose above all the din. There was a dead silence suddenly. In it we heard a shrill laugh from a high window in the tower. That had a queer effect on the Ents. They had been boiling over. Now they became cold grim as ice and quiet they left the plain and gathered round Treebeard standing quite still he spoke to them for a little in their own language I think he was telling them of a plan he had made in his old head long before they were just faded silently away in the grey light day was dawning by that time they set a watch on the tower I believe, but the watches were so well hidden in shadows and kept so still that I could not see them The others went away north. All that day they were busy, out of sight. Most of the time we were left alone. It was a dreary day, and we wandered about a bit, though we kept out of the view of the windows of Orthanc as much as we could.